Hi, my name is Joe Jackson. I'm a journalist, author, interviewer, and broadcaster who's interviewed roughly 1,400 celebs. But if I did all that, it's largely because at the age of nine, I read in a comic the life story of my first pop hero, Elvis. Saw that he'd once been a truck driver, which my dad was, and this made me feel that I could do or be anything in life. Soon afterwards, Elvis's song Follow That Dream became my theme song. The night he died, on August the 16th, 1977, my mother phoned my girlfriend and said, Will you phone Joseph and tell him the news? I can't bear to tell him because I know Elvis was his life. I know what this will do to him. Apart from breaking my heart, finding out that Elvis had died prematurely at the age of only 42, and the next day being almost equally shattered when I saw the following headline in an Irish newspaper, Elvis was junkie, says ex-wife. What it also did was launch my career as a writer. I wrote three articles, one of which focused on just how seminal an influence Elvis was to those of us who were fans during the 1960s and 1970s. I was too young to have been around in the 1950s, although I often wish I'd been there. That article about growing up as an Elvis fan was so successful, it led me to write a book on the same subject, which I am not plugging here, by the way, because I never published it. But as part of my quest to get to the soul of Elvis Aaron Presley, I not only went back over my own life to try work out why every article I read, every movie I saw and every song he sang was of such importance to me, and why Elvis, in effect, became a kind of spirit guide, particularly during a darkened adolescence. Then I became an interviewer, and I walked a kind of pilgrim path as a Presley fan, pretentious as that may seem. All it means is that while doing my daily job interviewing celebs all over the world, I also took time to track down anyone who had any kind of connection with Elvis, starting with Charlie Hodge, one of his best friends, moving on to Sam Phillips, the man who discovered Elvis and the founder of Sun Records, DJ Fontana, his early drummer, June Monico, one of his early girlfriends, and so on. I also talked with rock stars such as Cohn, Bono, Nick Cave, Dolores O'Riordan, about why Presley and his music, or Presley as a cultural phenomenon, was so important to them. All this leads to the trailer of Baz Luhrmann's movie, Elvis, which I saw about 90 minutes ago today, February the 17th, 2021. How can I say this and remain sensitive to all the great talents who were involved in a project that took three years to bring to fruition, allowing for the lockdown during the pandemic? I can't. It looks all wrong. I know I'm judging simply a trailer, but it's meant to be a hook for the movie, just like Heartbreak Hotel hooked the world. But from the moment the trailer starts, and I heard that the first voice was Colonel Tom Parker, played by Tom Hanks, saying something like, some people make me out to be a villain in this story. The warning bells went off. Is this film to be primarily another star vehicle for Tom Hanks, who has more pulling power at the box office than anybody else in the film? Did his position of power seduce Baz Luhrmann into tilting the tail in favour of the colonel? Although I've heard since I saw the trailer that Leanne Parker, Colonel Tom's widow, 
threatened to sue the director and producers if the colonel was depicted in a bad light. There's even a ludicrous scene in the trailer in which Parker says to Presley something like, you and me are both the same. We're two lost little boys looking to fly, or crap like that. I honestly can't remember. There's also in the movie the historical lie of claiming that Elvis's musical roots were predominantly in black gospel, rather than equally influenced by his roots in white gospel. And this tired old tale has been told in every version of the Elvis story ever shown in a movie or on TV. It also seems, insofar as I can tell from a trailer, that Elvis's prodigious drug use, his womanising and his darker side in general would be airbrushed out of the story, maybe to keep old Baz and Warner Brothers in good with the Presley estate. But anyway, all of this to many people may seem like nitpicking. It's not. Elvis's story has never been truthfully told in a film or documentary, not fully. And Baz Luhrmann, whose work too often is all flash and little substance, and who himself seems to be devoid of that great feature which defined Elvis Presley, namely a soul, is not, I fear, the man to tell the tale. Martin Scorsese should have. As for the guy who plays Elvis, it may seem petty to suggest, as many fans already have, that he looks more like John Travolta, although I'd say he looks more like Billy Fury. What's really being said when people make this observation is that the actor lacks the core dynamic that made Elvis Presley the man and the performer he was. I'll do another review when I see the movie, but my suspicious mind leads me to believe that it will be, in essence, a travesty of the life of Elvis Presley. I just hope it's not a deification of Colonel Tom Parker. If you want to read any of my articles about Elvis, check out my website, joejacksoninterviewer.com. I thank you for listening to this long monologue.